Hello, I'm Andrew Tuck, and you're listening to Tall Stories on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist, the show all about the cities we live in. This week, we find out the story behind one of the most iconic features of the Helsinki skyline and explore how the building tells the history of the nation which it calls home. Our correspondent in the city, Petri Butsov, leads today's tour. Much like the Eiffel Tower in Paris or the Statue of Liberty in New York, the Helsinki Cathedral is an iconic building that has come to symbolize the city. The imposing white cathedral with its green domes is such an integral part of Helsinki's skyline that it is often printed on posters and stamps depicting the city. Standing on a hill overlooking Helsinki's central Senate Square and the city's popular harbour, the cathedral looks as if it's keeping a watchful eye over what goes on in the Finnish capital. In the summer months, the steps leading up to it are a popular hangout for people enjoying a coffee and a picnic with their friends. And in the winter months, it's not uncommon to see kids riding a sled down the snow-covered steps. Despite being such an iconic building, the Helsinki Cathedral has a somewhat troubled history. Originally named the St. Nicholas Church, it was built in the early 19th century as a tribute to Tsar Nicholas I of Russia, the then Grand Duke of Finland. Soon after Russia invaded Finland and annexed it from Sweden in 1809, Russia decreed that the Finnish capital was to be moved from the western Finnish city of Turku to the small village of Helsinki. Tsar Alexander I commissioned the German architect Karl Ludwig Engel to draw up plans for a new majestic central square to the new capital. The square would feature a seat of government, the university and a cathedral for the city's Lutheran population. In a symbolic move, a small wooden cathedral dedicated to Ulrika Eleonora, the Queen of Sweden, would be demolished to make way to the new grand church. Although the cathedral was modeled after the St. Isaac's Cathedral and Kazan Cathedrals, both in St. Petersburg, it soon took on a life of its own. Unlike the ornamental and opulent Orthodox cathedrals, the St. Nicholas Church's plain and austere aesthetic emphasized its Lutheran nature. Its white facade, when seen against the blue sky, made up the colors of the future flag of independent and free Finland. When seen from above, the shape of the church resembles a Greek cross and it's symmetrical to all directions. The frugal design language continues on the inside with light blue and white walls and simple wooden pews. After a hundred years of Russian rule, Finland gained independence in 1917. The church's name was changed from St. Nicholas to Grand Church and then later, in 1959, to Helsinki Cathedral. Today, the building receives over half a million visitors each year, making it one of Helsinki's most popular tourist attractions. But it is also very much an active church, hosting weddings, church services and choir recitals. It is where the nation lays to rest its greatest statesmen, and where the Finnish president and other political leaders gather, together with members of the public, as is the Finnish way, to celebrate Finland's independence on December 6th each year. There are those Finns who are uncomfortable with the idea of the country's most iconic building being a gift from Russia. But they are a small minority. 
Most Finns see the Helsinki Cathedral as our own, and in many ways it has come to symbolize Finland's struggle for freedom against a looming threat from the East. In December 2015, thousands of Finns of all ages gathered on the steps of the Helsinki Cathedral to sing the Finlandia hymn, a patriotic and much-loved symphonic poem by the nation's most celebrated composer, Jean Sibelius. It was one of the most sublime events the city has ever seen, and it demonstrated in a very palpable way just how important the Helsinki Cathedral is to the sense of belonging and togetherness in the Finnish capital. You've been listening to Tall Stories, a Monocle 24 production. Today's episode was written by Petri Burtsov and produced and edited by David Stevens. Remember to tune in on Thursday for the full 30-minute edition of The Urbanist. I'm Andrew Tuck. Goodbye, and thank you for listening, city lovers. <laughs> <laughs>